Anybody excited to be in church? Just lift up your voice as you talk to your hands and shout, Jesus, 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 hallelujah. It is good to be in the house of the Lord in the presence of God. I'm excited about what the Lord is doing. In summertime, usually in churches, uh, you know, a lot of people are vacation and things are just kind of almost go on hold, it seems like, but not at life. In June and July, we have baptized 27 people in Jesus. God is so, 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 so good to us, isn't he? Amen. Y'all worship with me tonight. Uh, just don't pay attention. I, I am definitely not on the level of a praise team member, but I just feel I want uh, to sing this song and play at this song with uh, with the loop. So y'all worship the Lord tonight. Thank you. 
pierced me into the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joint and marrow. It is a discerner of the thoughts and the intent of the heart. Lord, let your word pierce us, O Lord God. Allow us, O God, to have an attentive ear to your word that we may apply it when we leave here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a hand of praise. You can receive it in Jesus' name. I, uh, I drank way too much of this coffee that Mason fixed me. And uh, so Sister Crutchfield's not in here. Pastor Parks at, uh, at, at definitely get me down from here about 7.15, 7.20. All right, just, just point to the clock. And then uh, Christian said he'll take care of it. And, uh, so uh, well, I, not this past Sunday, I was delayed. I'm going to tell you, I haven't flown in a while. If you fly, make sure you got a day before and a day after, because because there's a good chance you're going to need it. Uh, but we we were able to be in church with the Warners in Richmond Hill, which was a real blessing. And if we look though, the last Sunday I talked about Abraham the, or Abraham was, anybody remember Faith's Faith's father, and and so tonight I want to talk a little about. He wasn't just Faith's father, he was Lot's uncle. And, and Lot caused Abraham to go through a lot. I mean, if you really look at it, his nephew put him through some stuff. And uh, some of you, maybe you've got a nephew named like Lot, maybe not named Lot. you got a nephew or niece, you know, and they're like Lot. And, and, but what happens to Lot? And if we look back, when it came to time to divide the land, what happened? Anybody know what, what happened when it came to divide the land? They had to go separate ways. Have you ever had somebody you had to go separate ways with? I mean, it just, they, they, they were constantly, it, it just wasn't going to work. So, you know, you, you divided, you went different ways. Abraham and Lot... They, they kind of had to go different ways. Their, their, their herdsmen were different on some issues. And, and Abraham says, you pick. You make the choice. I'm not making the choice. You make the choice. And Lot chose the well-watered lands. We know that. He picked the better cities. He chose the lands of Sodom. And... We could say it seems that Lot even took advantage of Abraham. How many would say that? That looking at this scripture, you would say Lot kind of took advantage of Abraham here. And he saw the well-watered lands, and that's what he picked. He probably thought he deserved it. Ever had any nephews that you thought, or they thought they deserved it? I mean, you know, they, they worked hard for the last six months. So now you've been working for 30 years for something and they, nobody, no, okay. And y'all never met anybody like that. That's good. That's good. And uh, I, I think Lot kind of, uh, it, it seems like he took advantage of him, but I think he probably had that attitude of, I earned it. So I deserve this, you know, and, and with that, you can almost see some of the prodigal son. Give me my inheritance, you know, let me go, let me do my thing. And uh, it, it was kind of like a me, myself, and I attitude. Right. 
I know y'all don't know any lies that make you go through a lot. But let's look at Lot for just a minute. Lot chose carnally. He was looking for the carnal in this situation. He was looking at the natural and not at the spiritual. Romans 8, for they that are after the flesh do mind the things of the flesh. But they that are after the spirit, the things of the spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We're going to have to get a small size in this coffee shop. <laughs> Well-watered lands. Fertile fields. Think about Lot's thinking. Well-watered lands. Fertile fields. Making money. Making money. Making bank. What's some other terms for that? Get the paycheck. Dinero. What's some other? I, who? I better watch out repeating what y'all are saying on each of these, each of these wings here. I'll get in trouble. And, 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 but when Abraham said, you pick, Lot was probably thinking, is this old guy for real? Is he really going to do that? He's just going to let me pick. We're going to divide it and I pick. Going, okay, well. And, and, but Lot was looking not at God's will. But he was looking at money. He was, he was looking at where he would enjoy. He was looking and saying, not the will of God, but the will of Lot. In reality. And Lot, if we look at it, put through Abraham, put Abraham through a lot. He put him through a lot. Be careful if you name your kids Lot. I go through a lot. And, uh, but Lot made some back. You know, I think about that. I don't know. I don't know that I've ever met anybody named Lot. No. No. And going through a lot. Lot. Lot made some bad choices. See, I told you. Oh, Brother Paul, yeah, Brother Paul, he's going to know somebody. It was my son, not Lot. made some bad choices. All right, Lot made some bad choices. I want you to think about this. Walking by faith is really about making a lot good. Every time I say that, it's going to happen tonight. Living for God is. Making many good choices and good decisions day after day, week after week, and year after year. And consistently making choices. And really, as a Christian, learning how to make the right decisions. That's why we do go through some of the trials that we go through. God is teaching us along this journey and along this path in the decisions that we are making and the choices that we are making on a daily basis consistently. And, and it's so important if you think about it because I can, make, I can make great decisions for the next 365 days. But on day 366, I can make one bad choice. I can make one bad decision and it ultimately can make a train wreck of my life. 
It only takes it takes a lot of good choices and decisions. That's why you got to walk by faith. You got you got to go for it. You got to live for God with everything you got. You got to be persistent. You got to have convictions. You got to allow the Spirit of God to move through you. The Word of God to live inside of you, and you've got to live out this Word in your daily life. And you've got to put that. You, got to put everything under subjection to the Spirit of God and the Word of God in your life so that you can move forward as you're supposed to because you can make one bad choice. I hate to say it, you can make one bad decision and it can mess you up. The decisions we make in our life will be the outcome we live in. The decisions we make in our life will be the outcome we live in. Lot chose the wrong land. Yes. And because he did, he had to live with that choice. Yeah. He had to live inside of that choice. He chose the wrong land, and ultimately we can read he was kidnapped. Yep. We read in there, man, he caused Abraham a lot. He, he, he caused Abraham to have to go to war. He caused Abraham to have to come rescue him. He was consumed with the iniquity in the land of Sodom. And even though maybe it didn't affect him at that time, it's obvious that it affected his wife and his children where he chose to live and what land he picked affected them and affected his entire life. Another decision that he made. Because most of us would look at he and his daughters and say, well, they... They got him drunk. And then they slept with him. But he made a choice to take that drink. He made a choice to take one drink. And that one drink led to another drink. And that other drink probably led to another drink. And another drink. And people make that choice every single day in this world around us perhaps even in this church that we reside in, am I going to or am I not going to? And Lot made a choice to drink something that would alter his level of consciousness and he would make a bad choice and a bad decision because it would ultimately lead to an incestual perverted relationship that he had that night and then the next night with his daughters that would ultimately lead to Moab and Ammon who would perpetually be the enemies of Abraham and Israel and the Israelites. One bad drink. One bad choice. That's all. And, and, and it's pretty bad that you, know, you make all these right decisions and this one bad choice affects you, but it will. It absolutely will. When we push aside that voice of God, the voice of conviction in our life, one time, the Holy Ghost is speaking to us saying, don't go here, don't do this, don't go to this place, don't go to this site, don't do this. And the one time that we don't listen can be the one time that will perpetually cause pain in our life. Abraham had a lot going on. He had a lot going on. Abraham was a man of peace. And it would be life that would draw him into war. He was a man of peace, but it would be Lot, a lot that would draw him into war. Lot's botched decisions. Now, if we really look at the scripture, it wasn't a lot of bad decisions that we read. 
It was a few bad decisions <laughs> that he made. Genesis 19, 32. Come, let us make our father drink wine. Those girls were not going to make their father drink anything. <coughs> and we will lie with him that we may preserve the seed of, his of our father. That they made. And they made their father drink wine that night. And the firstborn went and lay with their father. And he perceived not when she lay down nor when she arose. They didn't force him to. He made a bad choice. Right. Yeah. One drink. One flirt. One website. One text. One email. The wrong one can be a downfall that you will pay for in some way, shape, or form. Yes, God will cover you with His blood. What I'm talking about in this life, you will pay for for the rest of your life. What was the bad outcome? Genesis 19, the same as the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger also bare a son called his name Benami, the same as the father of the children of Ammon. And throughout the Bible, the Ammonites and the Israelites were antagonists. And then ultimately, they would prevent, try to prevent during the Exodus, Israel from crossing into the, through their lands. And the Ammonites allied themselves with the Moabites in attacking Israel. Abraham had to deal with a lot. And his sons, and his son's sons, and his son's sons had to deal with Lot's sons, and Lot's son's sons. He did, did they deal with a lot. Please remember in life, just because it feels good, doesn't mean you do it. Just because it looks good, doesn't mean you need it. And just because it seems good doesn't mean that it is good. It's not always good. It's not always God's will. Even if it looks good. It's not always God's will. This just look, it has to be God. No, it does not. It absolutely does not. Verse 10, or chapter 10, Lot lifted up his eyes beheld the plain of Jordan that is well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah, even as the garden of the Lord, like the land of Egypt, as thou comest unto Zor. And then Lot chose all the plain of Jordan, and Lot journeyed east, and he separated himself, or they separated themselves, the one from the other. Three points here in this setting. I want to ask, are you dealing with a lot right now? Are you dealing with a lot? Lot chose the well-watered land, what looked good, and then Lot chose sinful land that God ultimately if they didn't repent, was already had a plan in place. He already knew the direction that Sodom and Gomorrah was going. The lust, the perversion that was going on. He already knew he was going to have to destroy it. If he would have sought after the will of God and listened to the leading of the voice of the Holy Ghost. If he would have listened to God and prayed and actually asked God to lead him and speak to him. Do you think he would have picked the same land that he picked? Absolutely not. Knowing the destruction that was going to come upon Sodom and Gomorrah, Lot would have made another choice. But he did not consult God. It says they separated themselves and he walked away. Basically from his spiritual mentor. 
And, and, and yes, his mentor said, hey, you need to walk away, probably because a lot, he was going through a lot. And he was dealing with a lot because of a lot. And he was probably like, hey, man, you pick. But, you know, this isn't working out. And, and, and I'm going through all kinds of mess because of your herdman. And, and my herdman and all this. We, we, got, we got to separate. But Lot chose the land. And then Lot chose to not correct it but to separate. And he lost his spiritual mentorship. He probably had an attitude, I can do this on my own. I can do this. I've been doing this for, for 12 years. And Abraham, man, he, he's getting a little older now. If I took all of this, think about what I could do with it. Think about how I, what, what decisions and choices that I could make that, would, man, and, and so all this is probably going on through, through Lot's brain. I don't need Abraham. Anybody think that was going on through his head? I don't need Abraham. I don't have to have him. He probably was thinking in his head, you know what? The reason we're so blessed is Lot. between the North Pole and South Pole. Somewhere, you know, I was in Rome, Texas, and all those places. Somewhere between the North Pole and South Pole, I've seen ladies that devoutly lived for God. They were committed to Him. They lived for Him each and every day. And, and, and they, were, they were married to God. They weren't going to, you know, veer. They weren't, they would never, they, they wouldn't drink alcohol. They wouldn't smoke cigarettes. They wouldn't smoke dope. They wouldn't snort coke or any of those things. That wasn't them. That wasn't their life or their lifestyle. 
But all of a sudden, they've been looking for somebody for so long, and Lot walked in. And they just went. You'll be going to rescue him every two weeks. Come on, somebody. I said you'll be going to rescue him every two weeks. He'll put you right in the middle of everyone and his problems. That's not your problem, but now it's your problem because you have a lot going on in your life. Maybe it's an investment that seems too good to be true. Let me tell you about this. If you invest $1,000 right here, by, by 365 days, it's going to turn into $25,000. Just give me your $1,000 right now. Amen. We want that $25,000. I'm not saying that can't happen, but there, there's a great way of investing. And, 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 and you don't go forever get rich quick scheme. And you better be careful when somebody's trying to get you to join into some pyramid scheme and all of those things. I, I've been in those things before, and, and, and they will send you through a lot. It's an investment, but it's a lie. It's the well-watered plains of Jordan, and it looks so enticing. It looks so good. You know, it, it's, the, it's the town or the city that's got so many restaurants that are open after 9 p.m. on Tuesday nights. And, and maybe it's the best coffee shops, plural that they've got all over. They, they don't have just one. They've got multiple. And maybe they've got the nicest and best hotels or, or maybe they've got the best roads and neighborhoods and they're just an awesome neighborhood with paved sidewalks and playgrounds that my kids can play in and all, all these things. Or maybe it's the best parks and recreation departments all over. You can just go to this park and, and, and you've got these rivers and bridges and oceans and mountains and all the, the, the best. The will of God. Is it the will of God? A lot of decision will cause you, it not only affects us, but if we're not careful, a lot of decision will infect us. Not only will it affect us, but a lot of decision can infect us. And it seemed right, but it wasn't right. It seemed good, but it wasn't good. It seemed like the way to go, but it wasn't the way to go. He had the same opportunities that Abraham had. And, and, and you know, the, the prodigal, I agree with the dad welcoming the prodigal home. I know I'm, I'm switching just a little bit, but I, I absolutely agree with him welcoming the prodigal home. But I'm sure that older son was probably thinking he infected And you're just going to welcome him back into the boat. And, and yes, 
the, the prodigal made a bad decision that would ultimately affect, yes, he was welcome, but that was going to affect him in some way, shape, or form the rest of his life. Lot's choices and Lot's decision affected him the rest of his life. Abraham, he made some boneheaded decisions himself. But you read about him, he had an altar, and he prayed. He had a relationship with God to where God would visit his tent. And that's what we've got to have in this hour. So we make effective decisions, not ineffective decisions. Ineffective decisions will mess you up and it will mess your entire family up. And it will even mess up if you're not careful generations upon generations. We've all heard of generational curses before. And we got to bind those things to the power of the Holy Ghost and live free and like God has designed us to do. And we've got to make right choices and right decisions. Before we say, Pastor, I'm apostolic, I'm Christian, I'm Pentecostal, I'm, I'm whatever, I'm all those things wrapped up into one. And I, I'm good, I'm going to make good choices and I'm going to make good decisions. I mean, he's planning on making good choices and decisions tonight. I mean, he's planning on making good choices and decisions tomorrow and over the next week and over the next month. A lot of people are dropping their hand now. <laughs> so, so, so you're a two-week Christian, right? <laughs> we're going we're to make it, right? That, that, that's our attitude. But what if I told you Lot, Lot lived a righteous life? So in Pentecostal terms, he stayed praying through. He, he, he might have lived around a lot of sin, but he must have prayed through sometime, right? It says in 2 Peter 2, verse 6, And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that after should live ungodly. So that was an example to us. I don't know that our society is following that example too much. But we should follow this the example. We, we should see what's happening and not follow after Sodom and Gomorrah. And they delivered just life. So it says he was just. Vexed with the filthy, filthy conversation of the wicked. Verse 8. For that righteous man dwelling among them. And see, you cannot always say you got it all together and you're good. Lot lived in the midst of Sodom and Gomorrah. That it called it, the scripture called him just, and here it calls him righteous. Calls him righteous. That righteous man dwelling among them and seeing and hearing vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. Like I said, you got to have some boundaries. You better have some boundaries. You better develop some boundaries. And if the Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptation and to reserve the unjust from the day of judgment to be punished, but chiefly them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Presumptuous are they, self-willed. They are not afraid to speak evil of dignities. They don't care what they talk about. It, it doesn't bother them. You can be the mayor 
be the president, it can be the pastor, it can be whatever authority that God has set up. I just don't talk bad about people. I try not to. Work will draw you into it, bro. Big time. It'll draw you into it. They'll try to get you in the conversations. They'll try to suck you in. Let's talk about it. And I'm not saying that everybody's right, but I'm saying who I don't talk about. I don't talk about appointed people. I try not to talk about presidents present or presidents past. I try not to talk about congressmen. I try not to talk about judges. I try not to talk about the mayor. I'll be in a conversation about the mayor, and the next day I'll be out there with him, and somebody's went and told him, and it, it just, y'all hear what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm, in the, I'm in the book. I'm in the Bible. And, and I'm in the book here. The lot was just. Lot was righteous, but his choices caused him to go through a lot. We can be just. We can be righteous. We can be holy and make bad decisions. We can live for God for 50 years and make a bad choice and make a bad decision that messes us up. I don't just, you know, people call me for advice from time to time. Well, what, what do you think is the will of God? Or I'm thinking about this or I'm thinking about that. And if somebody here comes to me, I don't tell them to stay. And if somebody away comes to me and tells me I, I'm, I'm, you know, seeking advice, I don't tell them to come. Do the will of God. Find out what God is saying. Because He is the one that leads me and guides me. Just because it's the well-watered land doesn't mean we need to go there. Right? Christian told me something a few weeks ago and I thought about this. You, you mind if I share? He, he, he made an investment. He made an investment. It did good for him that year. And then he told me I sold it and I, I got out. And that was pretty good timing. Was, what? What? Was it? Come on. I, I didn't have enough experience to know it was good good time to get out, but I, I got out, I guess maybe. But, but do you pray over your money? I do. Do y'all pray over your money? Yeah. If you're going to invest it, do you pray over where you invest? I heard Brother Munden say something the other day. He said, that because he, he, he's wise on the stock market and investments, he, he's got a lot of you can pull up here in a Tesla one day. But he was even telling me, he said, I, I've got investments, but I have to research the company I'm investing in because I want to make sure I'm not investing in something that I don't need to be invested in. Spiritually. You know, something that's promoting ungodliness or wickedness. Things like that. I, I, when he, that was last week, like last Tuesday when you preached, wasn't it? And you said that. Yeah, and, and, and I was just like, that is so good. you got to be careful where you're investing your money. Because you're backing somebody up. They were having a thing with a charity, and I looked at the name of the charity, and I was like, oh, man, uh, that already sounds bad. I looked it up, it wasn't that bad, but it sounded bad at first. And, uh, and so I, I wasn't going to go eat at that restaurant that night. But we can be just, we can be righteous, but still suffer from a few bad choices. 
and a few bad decisions. Come on. What decisions do I need to make in my life that will keep me from going through life? First of all, our decision about salvation. Committing to God. Repenting of our sin. The decision to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin. The decision to allow myself to be filled so full of God's Spirit that it's overflowing me that I cannot control even my language because He's filled me with His presence and taken over my life with the power of the Holy Ghost. That is, you know, that's really the first choice in decision. It's the right choice. It's the Abrahamic choice that's going to get you in a covenant relationship with God moving forward. I don't want decisions that are going to lead to kidnapping. Wars. I don't want decisions that are going to leave. Think about Lot. Man, when he left Sodom and Gomorrah, what did he have with him? His family, but it didn't take long. And who was gone? He lost his wife. Not only that, how much did do you think he had all those riches that he had accumulated when he was with Abraham? Now he knew better than Abraham. But who's walking out of Sodom empty? Bro, without anything. Am I making yes, sir. Yes, sir. Make sense tonight? I want to make Abraham-like decisions. I want to have an altar in my life. I want every choice, and I haven't since I had the whole day. I've made my mistakes. I'm not saying, but, and, and man, man, I'll tell you what, you, you pay for those in repentance, don't you? Yeah, uh, just, just recently, you know, just a little matter, not, not sin, not sin, but just the will of God. Man, oh man, I was sitting here thinking, I, I should have done this. Anybody ever that? I should have done that. God spoke to me in the still that maybe it wasn't the fire. But I knew. I knew. I knew. But even though I knew, my emotions overwhelmed me to the degree that it was so good. This decision, this choice is better. For me, no, what's the will of God? What is the plan of God? Because I promise you, the choices and decisions that you make will affect not only you, your spouse, your children, your children's children, and your children's children. Perpetual. Good choices. Right decisions. Will lead through generations. Did you hear that? Good choices, righteous choices will lead for generations. No, you can't choose which land Lot chooses, but there was an Abraham that was interceding for Lot. There was an Abraham that when Lot was kidnapped, he went to rescue them. There was an Abraham. When they went to war, he went to war and he overcame. There was an Abraham in Lot's life. We've got to have an Abraham in our life. Even when we make Lot-type decisions so we can repent 
and move on and move forward. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. What, very quickly in closing, salvation, we all know that. What are some other choices and decisions in a daily walk that you need to make? Pray. Pray, absolutely. But not just, praying is two-way communication, right? I'll ask our prayer leader over here. That's right, it's two-way communication. So as much as we pray, we got to listen. We got to hear them. Still small boy. I, I got, I pulled into my garage last night and cut the car off. And my wife, she's driving, she pulls up, cuts the car off, closes the garage. You know, the cars, everything's, everything shuts down now. It's not like it used to be, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting there, and it's just so quiet. And she looked at me and she said, you getting out? Big money back then. You know what I mean? I think I was making $28,000 a year and I was supporting my kids and all that. And I just left that. Left 10 years on the job, 10 years seniority. I, 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 was, I was way up there. Uh, and I left to go sell termite contracts because some guy put in my head that I was going to make $72,000 a year. And then when I got there the first day, I started looking around and figuring things out. All wasn't what it added up to be. And I was like, I asked one guy, I said, what about the $72,000 a year? And he was like, you see those two guys? They've been here the longest. They're really aggressive. They were. And they were eight times. They'd sell you. I wouldn't even go into that. But they were eight times. They're right. They've been here the longest. They got the best territory. And they're not giving it up. Where am I going? Imagine in Atlanta, Georgia, where I could go. First house I crawl under, I find termites. I reach up and grab a two by 10 
and it just crumbles in my hand. It was bad. And I walk in, and there's this 75, 78-year-old grandma, maybe 80-something-year-old grandma. And she is broke as can be. All she's got is that termite-infested house. That's it. And they were wanting me to charge her $4,000 to spray bugs. And I told her I knew in talking in the industry, you know who's the cheapest. I told that lady, I was like, man, this is who you need to call. <laughs> you don't need to buy anything from this company. <laughs> they'll come spray this thing for $300. And, uh, it, it, and, and, you know, I'll pray for you. And, and she was very thankful. And I left. And I made up my mind right then. This is not the answer. This is not the plan. This is not God. I, I just couldn't take advantage of, of an elderly lady that just out right there in Atlanta, Georgia. It wasn't going to happen. It wasn't going to happen. So I realized I wasn't going to be one of those top, top 10 percent. <laughs> You don't tell somebody they don't need something. Because they, they had financing set up, man, they would do it all. <coughs> Your career. I'll say this. If you don't know, if you're at a place, if you're in a valley of decision, and you don't know what choice to make, then you don't make a choice. If you don't have to stand still, Stand still. I serve a speaking God. I serve a God that talks to me. And I absolutely believe 100% He will talk to you as an individual. And before I ever am going to, if I were in your shoes before I took another job, before I relocate, I want to hear the voice of God. I want to know it's the will of God. And God will confirm His Word. And He will speak to His body. And He will also speak into the mentors and spiritual leaders and pastors in your life. The wrong choice if you don't pray about it. You get caught up in the emotion of the promotion. I like that. It's a nice you get caught up in the emotion of the promotion. Hey, that sounds good. Don't usually say stuff like that. You get caught up in the emotion of the promotion, and you will make a bad decision. You've got to get away from the emotion. You've got to step away from the situation. How many of you ever taken a job and you were like? Before you got the two weeks out of the job you had, you realized that wasn't it. And, and you had to resend your notice. Nobody's ever had to resend their notice. I'm the only one. Really? You've never had it? Man, that's good. I got one with me. Praise God. Uh, I remember I wanted that fire bar job. Y'all heard about that? I know. I'm not going to take you down the whole path. I wanted that job so bad. And I had my notice in, and I was quitting, and 
the Friday before the Monday, I went to my prayer room and I began to seek the Lord with absolutely no intention of asking for His will in this situation. <laughs> oh God, I love you, I praise you, and I felt that. <laughs> oh God, I pray God, I pray God, I pray God, what is your will?
little decisions, daily decisions. What is the will of God? Now, I'm not saying can they you know, give him that's my time, and they give him my time. That gives me permission to give him his time next time. <laughs> hey, let's stay and get ready to close tonight. God's good. I believe God is speaking to us about the choices and decisions that we make on a daily basis. God loves us. He, he wants to keep us in His grace. We have emotions. That's natural. We're going to feel happy about things, excited about some things. We're going to feel mad and angry about some things. But those things don't need to direct us on how we respond to those emotions. But we need to respond to what is the will of God. What is the plan of God for my life? I want to be like Abraham. I do not want to fall like Lot into some of those bad choices. And it wasn't a lot of bad choices. It was a few bad choices that wrecked his life. Oh, when he turned around, and when he looked and his wife had become a pillar of salt, he had lost his marriage don't you know it replayed in his mind? I had to go through his mind. It's my fault. Could that choice I made back when Abraham not kind of took advantage of the old guy? Was that the wrong choice? And did that affect? Yeah. It did. Let's call on the name of Jesus, right? They're going to play some music. We're going to reach out to the Lord right now. If you need to make better choices and better decisions, I want to invite you to an altar right now. That's the best choice you can make tonight. That's the best decision that anyone can make tonight, right now, at this moment, is to step from where you are and find yourself in the presence of God and in the will of God. Find an altar to call on the name of God. You've got things that are you're going to go through tomorrow. You've got, you got a lot you're going to go through tomorrow. And you need to ask God, God, what, what is your plan? Not what I'm going to do, not what I want to do, or not what I don't want to do. What is your will, God? What is your plan? What is your desire for me? I want to make the right choices and the right decisions. God, I, I want to strengthen not only myself, I want to make the right choices and decisions for myself, but not only for myself, but for my family, for my children, God, for my grandchildren. I want to make the right choices for them in this hour because I know that choices that I make in the next week, in the next two weeks, in the next three months, God, they can affect
Ghost is in this place. Just allow the Spirit of God to, to touch your life right now. Just allow that still, small voice to speak into your spirit. Reach out to the Lord. Oh, God, help us, O oh Lord, tonight in this place. God, to not lean to our own understanding. Oh, in all our ways, God, let us acknowledge you in the name of Jesus.
midnight tonight when I am laying there wide awake. I'm going to think back to that one extra sip I took and shouldn't have taken. Look that up. But it will be like I'll be once again that sure it tastes good when I'm paying for it at midnight. I had somebody the other day, was an alcoholic, tell me. They've been dry, is that correct terminology? They've been sober, dry, sober for, uh, for three years. And they began to share with me. You know, and, and that really sometimes is what it comes down to. Just like for him, the choice not to take another drink. It's the same thing for us and any other choices and decisions. I want to make the right choice. I want to make the right decisions. I want to live in the will of God. I want the hand of God to be upon. I want that Abrahamic covenant, that blessing. I, I, I want to walk in that. I want to live in that. I want to be victorious. Hallelujah. I want the will of God. When I do something, I want to know that was God's plan. Because those are so much better to look back on and be right in the middle of the will of God. And, 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 and right now, in, in the things in my life, I'm like, I'm just loving it. And, and storms come winds blow. And you know what? I'm able to say, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. I'm right in the middle of the will of God. And everything's going to be. That storm's going to blow over. That storm's going to keep on going. But guess what? I'm going to be there when the sun comes out in the morning and I'm still going to be standing there right in the middle of the blessing and the covenant that God has called me into. That's what I'm talking about tonight. Can we just praise Him one time? Thank you, Jesus. I love you, Lord. I worship you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Give God praise as when heart comes to dismiss you in prayer. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Aren't we thankful for the blessings of the Lord? We look in the Word of God and we see in Genesis chapter 12 when Abraham was called, the Word of God says that he was called to go out from his country and from his kindred to a place that God would show him. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible doesn't say what that place was. Yeah. It only says that he went to the place that God would show him, and Abraham did that, and for that, he was blessed. Yeah, that's right. And from, our, from the word tonight, we know that he went through a lot. Amen. Yeah. And we don't want to have to go through a lot. No. Amen. So we're thankful for the word that Good God has given us through pastor tonight. Amen. Good yeah. word. At this time, we want to uh, bring up those for the tithe and offering. We want to be able to give. The word of God says to give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. That's a blessing from the Lord. There's nothing that we have that belongs to us. The Lord gave it to us. Amen. Let us go before the Lord in prayer. And we'll be dismissed after this prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, O oh Lord God, that it's a living word. O oh God, you haven't given up on us, O oh Lord Jesus, even though we may have gone through a lot. Lord, but your grace and your mercy goes out before us. It protects us and keeps us until we return. We ask this blessing upon everyone in the sound of my voice, O oh God. Bless these people. Bless this offering, O oh God. In Jesus' name we pray. You are dismissed. In Jesus' name, please come.
give in the offering, shake hands with someone you haven't met. In Jesus' name, you're dismissed. Oh, this, this weekend, oh, one announcement. This Sunday, we're going to have our 9.30 service. The 11 o'clock service is going to be our children's service. There is a change. Initially, we said that service would be outside. That service is going to be on the inside. We listened. All right, so we realized the, the, the weather. It may be a little warm or maybe raining. Who knows? 50% chance a couple days ago. So for the children, the extravaganza will happen immediately after that service. So uh, the uh, back-to-school extravaganza, back-to-school service will happen this coming Sunday. So let's prepare for that. And it's going to be, what do we call it? Casual Sunday, T-shirt Sunday, live T-shirts. Amen. Those are our announcements.